0: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby.
1: britain i am pat and you're listening to the media dungeon on the dumb idiot bullshit podcast network the only podcast network that drinks roughly two and a half liters of type Pepsi every single day
2: yeah that's all on you too
1: that's that's all on me. <laughs> you drink you drink water you're a hydrated boy you're a h2o boy i'm over here i'm i'm a fucking i'm obviously a, a multi-beverage bisexual over here yeah, yeah. i have four beverages going right now mm-hmm. um, i'm
2: a i'm a water cell yeah, I'm, I'm in my water era.
1: Yeah, you're 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 pretty you're pretty H2O core. I'd yeah. say, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, I will say, like, since I just I do primarily drink water, except for like you know Red Bulls and coffee and
1: black coffee. Yeah, yeah and like, but, but just but hydrate do, you, all throughout
2: you, the day. I've, you, I've been feeling more limber.
1: You do the the sugar free Red Bulls though, so they, yeah. that's like they barely have any calories in them.
2: Yeah, I don't like, think any. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you yeah, zero. You're you're taking in all your calories oh, 20, through food. yeah Yeah, yeah yeah All i take food calories yeah i guess i'm kind of the same yeah for the yeah. most part yeah. yeah sometimes i'll have a an aloe drink or a coconut mm. water or something with oh, yeah, some calories but i can't do like regular soda anymore
2: no no it's yeah it, especially knowing now it's like so devastating
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you'd like to support our uh, water and beverage habits <laughs> yeah. um uh please go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs or check out our website, soytrek.com. Yeah. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs where you can access the Media Dungeon Plex server, which is like a streaming service Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, and it it works a lot like Netflix or whatever, except instead of having like, you know, 4,000 films and like 1,200 shows like Netflix does, this motherfucker got... Eighteen thousand films god damn and uh about 1700 shows i think mm-hmm. it's it has significantly more media f- you know for the price than any other streaming service
2: also like uh the upscales of star trek
1: i do i have every episode of star trek on there uh upscaled mm-hmm. yeah. uh, We we also do a uh a Star Trek podcast, if you didn't know, mm. called Soy Trek. If you like Star Trek, go listen to that. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And also, please check out our other podcasts Prison Breakdown, Soy Trek, Dumb Idiot Bullshit, and Getting Head, a Bucket Cast.
2: Hell yeah.
1: So, today we are here to talk about 2023's The Iron Claw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's start with a brief synopsis here. Mm-hmm. So this is the true story of the Von Erich brothers, who make history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Though tr- through tragedy and triumph, the brothers seek larger than life immortality on the biggest stage in sports.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty good synopsis there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. much sums it up. Sums yeah. yeah. Up the themes and
1: it's 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 very whimsical. So um, yeah. Let's go through like the production and the credits of this movie. Uh, So uh, this movie uh, was released in or so uh, let's let's start off with the director here. Uh, So this one was directed by Sean Durkin. Have you heard of this guy before? It was also written by him. Mm -mm. Uh, He did some independent films, including 2011's Martha Marcy May Marlene and 2020's The Nest. Neither of which I've seen. No uh he's directed some uh episodes of dead ringers too
2: okay i've never seen
1: that i haven't either oh, it's wait, on my oh wait
2: no the oh the dead ringer remake
1: the dead ringer show they yeah dead ringer show yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah no
2: i did see that 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 was good
1: was it yeah. okay I haven't, I haven't watched that at all yeah it was, it,
2: it, it was interesting yeah with the gender swap because it's mm-hmm. like just how you know because you know originally like uh Uh, Who was the guy in the original Dead Ringers movie?
1: Um, Fucking uh, uh, was it Jeremy Irons?
2: Yeah, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Yeah. and the movie is incredible. Just the way that they like uh, do a lot of the uh, split screen because like Irons is playing It's so incredible.
1: I love movies or shows or anything that does like to one person playing two people. Yeah. Especially if they're like twins and they have to mm-hmm. act against each other. Like uh, what we just w- uh, watched, I think last episode, um, Liquid Sky yes. does that to yeah, yeah. great effect. Yeah. I think some of the best parts of the movie if not all of the best parts of the movie yeah. are just an actress acting against herself mm-hmm. in drag yeah which is crazy and it's it's great
2: yeah and rachel wise does a great job in the dead ringer show okay like, okay I, I
1: didn't know rachel wise started that I, yeah. sh- I should check it out she's great yeah it was good i liked mm-hmm. it yeah um so uh let's see who else who's in this movie uh we got Zach Efron mm-hmm. as uh Kevin Von Erick. And yep. uh I can't say enough good things about his performance in this film.
2: Yeah, and I think going forward it's gonna be very clear, like it's crazy he didn't get any sort of like award nod right. for uh yeah. his I mean
1: yeah, a lot of people were saying it might have been released too late for him to get a, a yeah. award nod, but yeah. Yeah, this movie uh I I I'll be honest. I I like this movie. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't think it was like snubbed for best picture because I don't think it's a best picture contender although I do think it's better than some things like Oppenheimer which have a best picture
2: yeah i would wow. i will say like yeah like for a biography movie like yeah. i think this is a more successful way to tell a biography than like an oppenheimer oppenheimer was like way too long and kind of confusing yeah and jumped around a lot in but time. The, but
1: i mean it was still trying to do the same thing like uh, explain a larger world to you and do some world yeah. building of a thing you probably don't know about yeah. uh because this movie i would definitely say is not necessarily for like wrestling fans it's it's a movie for like anybody really it's not about wrestling and it doesn't go into the technicalities of wrestling too much i don't think yeah
2: very little time is actually spent in the wrestling ring
1: right and and very little time is spent like explaining like what wrestling is like it's more the interpersonal lives of people which is
2: wild because when it does show the wrestling like jeremy Allen white like does some incredible
1: they're actually all very good wrestlers yeah like Like, they do some
2: very athletic moves yeah and i don't know if
1: it was actually them or just like clever like filming yeah but like i gotta believe
2: it probably they probably did
1: yeah because they they did have uh several um they had like was i think it's chavo guerrero and they also had uh, oh really uh, was it and uh, also M uh, MJF from mm. the AEW, mm. like as consultants and uh, like uh, co-producers on this film.
2: Mm. I could see them like mm-hmm. probably training them and doing stuff, especially like like you know Guerrero with some of the high flying stuff and
1: right, right. And MJF, yeah. I'm not sure if you've ever seen a, mm-hmm. AEW, no. so I'll probably be talking a lot about wrestling in <laughs> yeah. here. So, so full disclosure, I am a big wrestling fan and you know this i do know this we never talk about it that much but you should you should you should bring it up and make fun of me for it yeah (laughs) Uh, so so i i'm like you still
2: get the pay-per-views and everything
1: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. well i I usually download them the next day Uh, i I, I don't always buy them sometimes i do but Mm -hmm. so uh, my big products are i really love aew which is like the Mm -hmm. big competitor to wwe yeah um and you know they've had some ups and downs wcw has been gone for Two, yeah. since 2002 wow basically. really yeah yeah uh, uh wwe bottom up yeah and uh i know
2: they bought ecw as well because they folded um yeah yeah the one they all kind of
1: yeah they all kind of uh like uh yeah became part of the same brand which yeah. com- uh which commentary are you talking about like taz or
2: uh the one guy with the ponytail i can't
1: remember his name tony Schiavone. no no uh I'm not sure. But um he's,
2: he was a dude from like early two thousands.
1: Mm. Oh oh wait. The the commenter or the the are, commenter, uh, yeah. Or are, are, are it you he was he was like the he uh, was
2: like the leader of ECW.
1: Oh Paul um fucking uh yeah, he's like Roman Reigns guy now. Uh what's his fucking name? Paul Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Paul Heyman. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, no, absolute legend in the scene. Yeah absolute legend in the scene uh but anyway let's go back to the movie yeah yeah we we're talking about here so uh yeah as you said Jeremy allen white is also in this movie yes. uh best known for like the bear and uh being Shameless. really sexy yeah. even though he's like five four or something
2: yeah. <laughs> that's what that is one thing that's very funny and also i think i will probably bring it up later but mm-hmm. like because like after after i read the real story about these guys because actually i had no idea who the van Eriks were and like, okay when, yeah. when watching this and movie I,
1: I i went in knowing like their their story yeah and, uh, because, you know, I'm into wrestling and mm-hmm. I, uh, when I had, um, they used to have a WWE centric streaming service. Now WWE's on Peacock mm. and they have a pretty limited library, but they used to have like their entire library up, which included all of the tapes. Oh wow. Uh, they digitized like all the tapes from, um, like old territories and stuff like okay. that. And so I, I have seen at least one of the matches in the film. Mm. I, I, oh, the one with Ric Flair. Yeah. Something? With R- Ric Flair versus uh, David. Okay. Um, versus David von eric uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah. Um I, I I don't know if they actually showed any any of their matches in the film, did they? Not Cause, really. Cuz he like yeah, he Besides like, well, well, we'll talk about it, that. It, but, like yeah. what
2: it did show show it very briefly. Yeah, yeah. It just show like montages and like We know,
1: yeah, I think it showed them like both walking out or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That's right. Um okay. So uh who else is in this film? We got Harris Dickinson Mm -hmm. as uh he's um uh, god what was that guy's name um not kevin not carrie uh who is the not michael david david David. sorry (laughs) yeah yeah no no uh yeah harris dickinson plays uh david von eric in this Mm -hmm. film uh and he's great in here uh we Mm -hmm. just both watched a series with him murder at the end of the world yeah and he is fantastic in there i didn't even realize they were the same actor Mm -hmm. just because like A haircut really will change someone. And a little bit of facial hair.
2: He was also uh also an emer at the end of the world, like he Mm. wasn't like built.
1: That's true. Like, he was he was twinkish. Yeah, yeah, he
2: was very twinkish, and like mm-hmm. you could tell, like they were probably they were probably juicing on this on this. Set. Oh, everyone was probably. Ju- <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's their no way thems-
1: Zach Efron got into this shape yeah, like on his own. Like
2: I mean, their characters themselves were juicing. Mm-hmm. So uh, like there's yeah, like, it's method acting. And yeah, so it's, 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 it's like it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the also because like I will say like yeah, Zach Efron he almost looks like. He almost doesn't look real because mm-hmm. I mean he he, uh, he did have jaw surgery recently, so he has a very broad jaw now. Yeah, and um, Wait, and, he had
1: jaw surgery. That's what happened. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't didn't something ha- he like fell in s- or something and yeah himself, something or? something
2: went on, on with him and yeah. Um, and uh, yeah he had jaw surgery. That's so he has a very broad jaw now, hmm. and and then yeah of course his like he has a very cut physique in this.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, very
2: that yeah. you can only really achieve with like chemical assistance yeah pro- probably <laughs>
1: uh we also have more itinerary is their mom mm-hmm. yeah she's great she's great she's great in this role and like i mean her character pisses me off so much but yeah. she's great in the role
2: i mean it makes sense mm-hmm. like yeah because like because the events of the movie happen oh. because like very bad parents <laughs> yeah uh,
1: speaking of very bad parents uh is the dad fritz von eric we have holt mccallany hmm and uh he is I think the second powerhouse of this film. Yeah. After Zach Efron. His performance is like uh yeah, is is someone who grew up, you know, with a with you know, a dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs>
2: yeah, he's he's because he, he, he's yeah, he's great. He was in like Fight Club and Mine Hunter, oh. like just recently. Yeah, he was in the, doing the Mine Hunter stuff, and yeah, he does a great job in this.
1: Yeah, he does. He has just such this like understated like. I don't know threat of like either violence or humiliation towards like everyone in his life at <laughs> yeah, all times, yeah. and it's it's really strange. He's yeah, like, and it's kind of like resentment, he, right? And it, yeah. to put this into like wrestling context, like whole, uh, his character Fritz is the heel in this film. Yeah, and he it shows him in the very first scene of the film as a heel, and he kind of plays that character this entire film.
2: Yeah, which is crazy because like yeah, he like uh Von Eric wasn't their real last name. Like mm-hmm. he he chose Von Eric because at the time. Fritz was played a Nazi heel, right, wrestling. right, right, and so it's just like so, so it's, it's just so funny, like it, like the name is goes back to his his Nazi character that he played in the ring, right, just, right, and he, he just gave it that. to his kids, yeah, just yeah. gave that to his kids, yeah, cool. very cool. <laughs> uh,
1: we also have uh, another great performance in this film, uh, done by Lily James as Pam. Yeah, yeah, the love interest. Yeah. She's she's really wonderful. There's some great scenes that are just her and Zac Efron. Yeah, uh, and they are they have some great chemistry together. Um, so this movie was released on November eighth, twenty twenty three, in Dallas, Texas, at its premiere. Oh, really? Uh, and then uh, nationwide in December twenty second, twenty twenty three. Uh, and then worldwide at February 9th, 2024, but worldwide only going to the UK because this is a very kind of American tale. Yeah. I don't think this would translate super well to like, you know, audiences that don't understand wrestling and wrestling is a, it's not, you know, a specifically American thing. No, there's big movements for wrestling, uh, in America, Japan, Mexico, mm-hmm. some of South America, mm-hmm. um, the UK, New Zealand, Australia, mostly, yeah. you know, some other places mixed in Europe and stuff, but, and also in Saudi Arabia, they're trying to make a wrestling scene, but mm. trying to just manufacture that out of thin air. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah it's uh you
2: could say this is a very uniquely american experience it is it's a
1: a uniquely american film and like Mm -hmm. it's hard to like get a lot of nuances of stuff like a a texas rivalry with other things yeah uh if you're not from america yeah especially like with
2: with wrestling leagues too at this time right
1: right and we'll talk about that we'll talk about that um so this movie was produced by A24 and Lionsgate. Mm-hmm. So it's an A24 film. So it's it's pretty artsy. And, uh, you know, A24 is a pretty good mark of quality at this point. Like, yeah. they've produced some kind of stinker films. But yeah. <laughs> going into a film, if I see A24, I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it can't be that bad then. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they usually choose decent projects. All right. Uh, let's jump into this film here. Um, so this movie has good scenes from the start. Yeah. Um, there's not really that many bad scenes or wasted time. Mm-mm. And apparently they cut out... I mean, I know they cut out a lot of information from the yeah.
2: film. <laughs> yeah, going after watching this movie, I looked up the real story because I, I had not heard of them. And while watching, I made sure not to, like, look at my phone mm-hmm. to try to, like... Wow. right like, right right and cuz i didn't want to know i didn't i didn't want to know who dies who lives sure like i just wanted i, I like i wanted to be surprised mm-hmm. and afterwards i looked it up and i was like wow they left a lot of stuff out <laughs>
1: yeah they really <laughs> did they really did i was like
2: that's incredible and, that, and actually it's an even sadder story mm-hmm. and and yeah
1: it's more tragic and <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: uh so i i actually like looked up like why they didn't include some information in the mm-hmm. film and uh the filmmaker uh the the director i'm sorry totally forget his name uh sean durkin um he said that when writing it like he he was well aware of it but the movie and the script couldn't stand another tragedy yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i'm like mm, i mean they, they kind of did it too though like inserting another tragedy at the, at the very end mm-hmm. when like all the brothers meet um, yeah. And there's like the younger brother that like you never met. Yeah. I'm like, "Well, why would you insert that and not and <laughs> not something probably a lot more relevant?" Well, absolutely a mo- <laughs> lot more relevant. Yeah,
2: I think I think I think like yeah, it's just like, you know, I think it would test your 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 belief in this movie like the believability because I, I, it's like but it's
1: a biography so yeah. people can look it up and be like yeah. oh shit that did happen you know it's uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing about it is like i don't know they they decided to they're like oh we needed to cut it you know mm-hmm. for like run time and to like tighten up the story and i'm like there's other places you could have definitely tightened up the yeah. story and run time i don't know anyway um so the movie starts in a black and white flashback where we see the patriarch of the family uh the von Erich family fritz and he's wrestling and employing his famous finisher the iron claw mm-hmm. in which he like grabs a person's head really hard yeah. after that we see a montage of kevin von Erich. now in the future he's all grown up um, and he's played by Zach Efron uh, and he's training for and getting a territorial Texas heavyweight championship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for people who don't understand what like a territorial championship is. So back in the day, wrestling in America used to be on what's called the territory system. Mm. So basically there were different wrestling companies that had different territory and like they were allowed to tour within a certain area and you know there were states that were split up and like certain areas that were split up Mm -hmm. uh one of the the biggest ones at the time was the wwf which was uh mostly had like new york and connecticut at the time Mm -hmm. uh which became went on to become the wwf Mm -hmm. and then the wwe and in that transition from wwf to wwf what uh the company did um, specifically Vince McMahon and his father before him was they made deals to buy up other territories to basically unify all of the wrestling territories together. Mm-hmm. So instead of having, you know, just like a great mountain wrestling, which I think, uh, uh, like was in like, I don't know, Ohio and in, mm-hmm. Indianapolis or any, in, uh, Indiana or something like that uh, in one territory and, and, that company was only allowed to tour within that area. There would just be one big consolidated wrestling company that toured nationwide. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the WWF is. And that's what like the AEW is now too. And what the WCW was mm-hmm. kind of what ECW was, but ECW yeah. was more of a Philadelphia based program. Mm-hmm. And most of their shows, I, I, I know they did tour some, but like a majority of their, like, uh, tapings and then pay-per-views were in um the aew arena which is in philadelphia Mm. yeah
2: Yeah. and this and specifically in like the von erichs they wrestle with wccw
1: wccw right right which is uh the texas territory at the time Mm -hmm. that had all of texas yeah and so because he's wrestling for that promotion he can then get the the belt, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Texas Unified Belt, mm-hmm. which means that he's like the, you know, the top champion in that territory. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the time there was uh, something called the National Wrestling Alliance. Mm. And that was basically the place that like was kind of a governing organization for any... W- wrestling territory that wanted to be a part of it Mm. uh but wrestling territories could also opt out of this Mm. um and they could send their wrestlers to wrestle in nw uh national wrestling alliance shows to go for like uh national championship belts okay so yeah and like Mm. that was kind of the more national stage and that was like the company that would be like doing shows at like madison square garden Mm mm-hmm back in the day like the, the big big wrestling shows yeah with like rick flair and stuff like that who we'll talk mm-hmm. about later in this movie
2: yeah like now how it goes it seems like you know you know how with like baseball there's like major league and now there's minor league mm-hmm. and so like yeah now wwe is the major league And, like, locally, you're just going to find, like, smaller ones now. Right, right.
1: And I actually uh, patronize and go to a bunch of shows for a local wrestling promotion here in Seattle called Defy, Mm -hmm. uh, which is phenomenal. And it's Mm -hmm. actually kind of – it is definitely, like, a feeder organization to – uh aew the the company that i watch um like uh there's several stars in aew now that i've met and like i've seen their shows Mm. like some of their first shows too like in defy oh wow uh yeah i've met um uh, i met brody king when he was wrestling there but he wasn't like part of the actual defy but i did meet uh swerve strickland uh nick wayne and um yeah, yeah, those two. Mm. But I also saw like Darby Allen wrestle there.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, before he was in the company, so yeah, it's uh, it's really cool to see people like come up, especially mm. like if you have a really good local wrestling promotion that yeah. has like really promising young athletes. Mm. It's a uh, really really fucking fun to watch. Oh
0: nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I've seen territorial wrestling all over. I went to a show with my brother in like Connecticut or something. Mm. It's not so good.
2: Yeah. But,
1: you know, it's it's it, hit and miss.
2: Yeah, like it depends. Like you mm-hmm. could just. See some like backyard backyard quality stuff. Or. Backyard can be
1: awesome though. Yeah, you know, it depends. Like um, that
2: one dude. I don't know if you ever see him. He goes like, like whoop whoop, and then he and he does a flip into like a bunch of like cheese graters. And that's he's on cool. Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I think. He, well, I think he's like kind of mentally ill,
1: but mm, that's still cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next in the movie, we have a pretty great scene that gives us like a great view of the family dynamics. Uh, they're all having breakfast together in their natural setting. And um, the dad berates the youngest kid, Mike, for being, like, too weak. Mm. Uh, and it's like... It, yeah,
2: he's kind of seen as the artist. Yeah, uh, yeah, not, he not, as, doesn't pursue any sort of, like, he, physical...
1: Yeah, he plays that guitar.
2: Yeah, he plays the guitar. He wants to sing mm-hmm. and, and not, not, not be a beefy boy that does flips. Uh,
1: yeah. Next, we get a brief scene that, like, really shows us, like, what the mom is, uh, mm-hmm. where Kevin comes in and asks his mom to say something about his dad basically bullying the youngest son. Uh, but she says it's between them. Yeah, and she just like yeah, that's that's how she is. Like this entire movie is she's just she's a deadbeat mom basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, you kind of see like it, it, it. The family dynamics are really f- interesting because yeah, you can see like the Von Erich boys are extremely close. Yes, like they are. They are like thick as thieves and mm-hmm. their parents are just very just kind of like outside of that. And right, then, right.
1: And... But at the same time, like they have this, they all have this very strange relationship with their father Yeah, where they think like living up to his expectations is like paramount to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, it, it seems like yeah, emotionally you... abusive in a weird way even though they don't like ever come out and say it and he's mm-hmm. not like extremely emotionally abusive in this movie. No. There's just like this underlying like weird threat of like, but he does say it because like yeah. at the breakfast table he he lists who his favorite sons are in order.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he's, he's always he's trying to make them, which is interesting. But he's, yeah, they, but he's
1: also like you know that rating can always change, and I'm yeah. like that's so manipulative and weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he he does try to make read competition between them but they do seem like they're above that like the brothers yeah they they,
1: they just want what's best for one another yeah they just like all the brothers just love each other especially kevin here uh you know it's like the film like centers on him and so it's gonna make him the most sympathetic character yeah but at least in the film like that dude just fucking loves his brothers Mm -hmm. there's like a scene where he's just sitting with his girlfriend watching his brothers dance and He's like, look at my beautiful brothers. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucking sweet. That's that really sweet. sweet. And you
2: yeah. Know. Yeah. And also, yeah, it does seem like the dad, like, like he has mm-hmm. made them the conduit for mm-hmm. achieving his own failed mm-hmm. dreams.
1: And I, sh- I should also say I'm also very much a brother dude mm-hmm. on top of being a wrestling fan. So mm-hmm. it feels like this movie was made for me. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, I got brothers myself.
1: Yeah. 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 Are you? Do, would you consider yourself a brother dude? Well, brother, dude, your brother, my my,
2: my brothers, my well, specifically, my youngest brother annoys the shit out of me sometimes. But the Italian one, the Italian one, yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) he annoys the shit out (laughs) of my pizza.
2: Some days I'd like to just like, yeah, suplex him or throw him through a table, but I don't. Yeah, (laughs) atomic bomb, atomic
1: bomb. Um, so, uh, yeah i actually had a paragraph here about how much the brothers loved each other uh so perfect yeah. um so next we see david's first wrestling match tagging with kevin and afterwards a really sweet scene with pam mm-hmm. um played by lily james in a wonderful performance in this film yeah
2: and she also does a really great job as um i don't know if you saw pam and tommy
1: oh i heard yeah she was uh pam anderson on that yeah, I, heard, yeah. I, I heard she went through like a full like physical transformation for that role basically
2: yeah i think uh I think she wore like very like a fake prosthetic chest and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she did look she did look very similar to Pam Anderson, but
1: Pam Anderson also has a prosthetic chest. Yeah, she does. <laughs>
2: but this is just one Lily James just wore over top of her real homes. Oh. I mean there's That's, also
1: that, by the way, no shade to fake boobs. I <laughs> love fake <laughs>
0: boobs.
2: There's also a very graphic uh yeah, prosthetic uh Tommy Lee penis in it that talks with mm. uh Jason Manzuka's voice.
1: Oh. Cool. Yeah. So, so the mucinex booger and <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee's yeah. penis have the same voice, is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. The that dick, makes a lot of sense, actually. The,
2: the dick hole moves and it talks like it, it. It's it's almost like it's almost like the Goblin mask. It's like talking to Tommy Lee. You know,
1: I I bet his dick has like discharge, like uh, like the, the Musinex booger.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh no! Hey, hey! You you seem stuffed up. You should have some mucinex. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. some penicillin too, oh <laughs>
2: Should get some penicillin in me, please
1: <laughs> um so uh soon after um they meet Kevin and Pam uh they're having dinner, and we have this great scene where he gives a breakdown of wrestling, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say it verbatim or anything, but he explains that like. He's like I want the, the the world champion belt. And uh like his PAM is like what is what does that mean isn't wrestling fake and he's like no it's as real as anything else. Mm-hmm. Listen like in any job like there's a top position. Mm-hmm. And getting a world title just says I am the best at what I do. Yeah. And it's a promotion. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a great way to think about wrestling yeah. cuz like you don't Unless there's like some funny business, like with with really bad booking, like people do rise to the top of a promotion because they are well liked by the crowd. Yeah. Wrestling is one of those things that is incredibly crowd dependent. One of the few things that is crowd dependent, and like if the crowd doesn't like you. Mm-hmm you're not going to be the top of anything. No. Because, I mean, it's all about, like, who puts butts in seats and who moves the most merchandise yeah. anymore. Why, it's, why it's, why it's a money-making rock, business. The
2: Rock had that for a long time before mm-hmm. moving to film. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, mm. you can't deny The Rock is very charismatic.
1: True. I mean, The Rock never, never, never put up numbers like Stone Cold Steve Austin, though. No, no. Stone Cold Steve Austin is reputedly still even though he hasn't wrestled, he's only wrestled once in the last like 20 years. Yeah. He still has outsold any other wrestlers merchandise by a factor of three. I can see that. Which like, Besides like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But, but of the modern era. Yeah. Um, which is Insane, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Insane. We love it. I have a whole, uh, fucking stone cold shirt. Yeah. I bought it used cause I don't know if I want to give stone cold money.
2: Um, well it was funny. Like, um, I went to, um, that one place up in, um, u district no yeah. like that one uh used clothing store oh red light and, or yeah presents, red light yeah red red yeah. yeah and um i i i was about to buy it for you me and lucy went and like it was one of those like um dr seuss cat in the hat type hats but uh stone cold steve austin that
1: rock you didn't get it for I me i
2: didn't i i was just, it was like 30 i was like uh oh, maybe i don't know if i would like have venmo you dog <laughs> come on dog <laughs> I didn't go back for it. You it was should, gone.
1: You should have just, if you ever think I might like something, yeah. send. Be a pick and be like, "Do you want me to buy this for you?"
2: I should have. I, yeah. I regret it now. I, I was like, I, I didn't know. I, I was like, maybe Britt will like it. But you, I'm like, no, you know, I love
1: dumb it. idiot bullshit. I do, especially I do. like a dumb hat. <laughs> I'm going bald over here. I'm going to need more dumb hats. It, it
2: was it was a Cat in the Hat, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that rocks
1: so hard. <laughs> yeah. that rocks so hard, dude. I would rock that with the Jinko jeans, man. I would be swimming in weird yeah. pussy. I know and bussy I'll
2: have to go back see if it's still there I think it may have gotten moved
1: (laughs) love it Um, so next we get a scene of Jimmy Carter giving a speech but also I like the scene
2: though in that same when Mm -hmm. they're talking like it gives a peek into Kevin's Brain, mm-hmm. where she's like, you know, what do you want? You know, like I want a family. You know, he's like talking about how he wants a family, and he's like, yeah, we have a farm, and my brothers can be there. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just like, yeah. he's, just he's like, like <laughs> yeah, every
1: everyone can come, and she's like, okay,
2: yeah, she's like, my brothers can live there; it'll be great. And she's yeah. like, uh, I don't know if I. Oh, he's, I'm,
1: he's like, we'll have a ranch because she wants yeah. to be a veterinarian. Yeah, she wants yeah, to be yeah, a veterinarian. Yeah, yeah. He's just like,
2: yeah, we'll have my and uh, we'll have the ranch. And brothers can be there, and she's just like know if i'm signing on for uh, a house full of uh, grown adult brothers <laughs> you know? yeah
1: that sounds like a great sitcom like four wrestling brothers two are ghosts one, <laughs> are ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> one has no leg yeah. uh so next we get a scene of jimmy carter giving the speech withdrawing from the moscow olympics mm-hmm. because he's an anti-communist yeah uh, cutting short the uh, shot put career of Carrie played by Jeremy Allen White in this film, who's really good.
2: Yeah, and, that, and that, it is so funny. Like, th- this is what jump starts a lot of the narrative in the story is like Jimmy Carter canceling like it, like, uh, the summer Olympics in Moscow for right. America. Cause if like, if,
1: right, if, if it Car- weren't for Jimmy Carter, <laughs> yeah. none of this tragedy would have happened. You're exactly. totally right.
2: Yeah. Carrie, Carrie would have gone. He would have been an Olympic star Right, and not had to go to wrestling.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of he stuff he would still that, be alive today there's a lot of stuff there that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for jimmy carter huh yeah damn damn, jimmy carter fucking did the von eric's dirty i hope they hate him
2: yeah meanwhile jim jimmy carter he's he's been living large in that hospice for a year fucking
1: uh, over a year now like 370 yeah. days yeah <laughs> that dude has been like on his deathbed for well over a year yeah it's pretty cool.
2: And he sent Carrie to an early grave.
1: Yeah, and I think by hospice is just means that they just won't let him go out and <laughs> yeah. do the fucking habitat for humanity. Yeah. Like, you can't hold a hammer, sir, no. Like, but I have to build for the unfortunate.
2: That that was always so depressing when they released Pictures of Jimmy Carter, like Jimmy Carter just had brain surgery. Now he's building a house. I'm like, his ass is not building a house. Like, no, he's,
1: no, he's doing a photo op where he's swinging a hammer while he like <laughs> he gets to sit and like drink coffee and watch people work all day while people <laughs> compliment him and be like, "You're the most underrated person He's like, "Thanks." <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just like you know, the photo. The photo op is like sad because it's like, yeah, he had his his head is all bruised from brain surgery, mm-hmm. and like he's holding like he's haphazardly holding some tool. And it's just like, come on, you know, just like let him sleep. <laughs> and like it's like it's so absurd, but yeah. But yeah, Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter is, is the villain in this movie.
1: I never thought I mean I thought the dad was the villain, but you're totally right. It's <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter yeah. Damn. <laughs> Jimmy Carter did the Von Erics. Yeah. Uh so Next, we have a scene where the brothers conspire to get Michael to go play his first concert Mm. uh, at a party after his mom says no because his mom's buzzkill. Yeah, yeah.
2: uh, Carrie comes home like at this like before the
1: yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Carrie Carrie comes home from uh, not going to the Olympics, and (laughs) there's actually a really good scene here uh, Mm. when he's coming home. Where like the first thing he says, like before he talks to his brother or his mom, is he goes up to his dad and shakes his hand and says. I'm sorry it didn't work out, and and his dad Fritz says, "Yeah, me too." Yeah, and it's like it's so like his dad, like like a a real father would like hug him and be like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, like I'm so sorry. Your 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 dream has been crushed. Mm -hmm. I wanted that for you, but it's like it's obvious Carrie is doing this for his dad. Yeah, and it's obvious everyone in this movie is doing everything for Fritz, and Fritz is never satisfied.
2: Yeah, and, and, and Carrie had, like, the one, like, thing that, or he, like, he was kind of avoiding, like, the family business almost, mm-hmm. but now he has to, like, go to it. But, yeah, you can see, like, yeah, like, I do like when he comes and shakes his dad's hand. It's very cold.
1: It's so cold. And it's, mechanical.
2: And then, like, he instantly goes to his brothers, and they start, like, hugging. hugging. yeah, yeah, and, and, and you
1: can see, like, the warmth immediately yeah. change, and it's really yeah. strange.
2: Yeah, which is sad because it's, like, I mean, yeah, given, like, the events in the story, it's mm-hmm. just, like... They all it all seems like you know um, trauma that's been given to them by their father, but they have such a good support system among themselves.
1: Right? They're they're like such good brothers. Yeah. Like this is a great brother film. Like if you ever want to know how to be a good brother, yeah, watch Just this go, film.
2: Yeah. You know? go, if you have brothers, go watch it with your brothers. Honest,
1: yeah. Honestly, this is a great brother film. I saw it with my dad, uh, which was uh you know interesting choice
2: yeah <laughs> it's
1: not not a good dad film
2: no no not not a good father son <laughs> no not
1: not not a good bonding film with your dad <laughs> yeah but, no um but you know he's yeah he has a brother who's like a paranoid schizophrenic yeah so i don't know mm. my dad is not close with any of his family that are no. still alive yeah, no. sad Anyway, go uh, go call your brother. um So next, we have a scene where the brothers go to a party and Kevin loses his virginity in a truck. Pam,
2: <laughs> which I, I want to know how old he was at this point. I think like, he was
1: supposed to be like mid twenties. Wow. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He,
2: he yeah, he's like you know, have you? Uh,
1: done he it looks before? the same. He looks the same age at every point in this film yeah. even though it takes place over a period of like 14 years yeah <laughs> like yeah
2: yeah it's just like yeah i mean yeah they don't really like change up his appearance at all they don't give him like a mustache later on or anything no. Like which probably would have done because like I've, I've been, i'm sure zach efron's probably like what 30 something now
1: yeah something like that yeah probably p- probably close to my age 30, yeah 33 35 maybe something. yeah
2: so but yeah i mean that's why i was just like how old is he at this point because mm-hmm. yeah he's like probably early to mid 20s and yeah and loses his virginity finally but
1: zach efron is uh 36 or really 20, 36 yeah oh wow hey, he's, he's a lot was, older than i thought So a little older than i am
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah for some reason i thought he was like yeah 31 32 mm-hmm. but it's hard to tell it's like because like
1: <laughs> yeah because like especially like when someone's like super muscular yeah it kind of ages them early. Yes. like you know you don't see, like, a whole bunch of, like, super muscular, like, you know, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. You know, it's, like, most of the muscle muscle guys you meet are, like, in their 30s. I don't
2: know if you've seen that one guy that's, like, on TikTok. He's, like, this weird – he's, like, built, like – he's bigger than Arnold as, mm-hmm. as his peak. Like, he's, like, this really buff 21-year-old. Wild. But he looks so much older. Like, mm-hmm. everyone was guessing that he was in his 30s. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> He's just, like – but he's, like, a 21-year-old who's just, like – and, like, he, his mouth is always open because he's, like, having trouble breathing because, like, he's juiced out of his gills. while He just looks like a fish all the time.
1: Um, so another thing we should mention in this movie is there's a recurring – they talk about it from, like, the beginning of the film, uh, the Von Erich curse. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that one must believe is actually real if you watch <laughs> this film. And especially if you know the actual story. Like it's even more cursed than you might think.
2: Yeah, and it supposedly started when um they're the eldest brother who, mm-hmm. who you don't really see until the end, like who was like five years old I think at the time. Yeah, and he got electrocuted, hitting like cause they were living out of a trailer, mm-hmm. um and at, early on and he was five years old, got electrocuted from a from a from a powered uh, from the hitch got was electrified mm-hmm. and then fell down into a puddle and drowned.
1: And so honestly. I think maybe that would have been a more effective first scene to this film.
2: Mm, that, w- yeah, that would have set the thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it wouldn't have set the tone as the, like the, the dad is the heel quite as much. Yeah, because
2: it, w- it would make sense because also we kind of see like the breaking of the curse. Right. We'll, get, we'll get to it. But yeah. like what I consider to be the breaking of the curse. Mm. But yeah, that, that's definitely good. And, and the, the characters themselves say like the death of I think his name was James. Probably I can't remember. I think so. And uh, they said like the death of James as as a five year old was like the beginning of the Von Erich curse. Like, right. And um, yeah, it kind of like marks Mars their whole like existence.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think the Von Era curse like goes even deeper, tries to go deeper in that i think the dad thinks they're cursed yeah uh because he never got a championship belt yeah like he wanted to and so he thinks that's that's the curse but then that curse is broken yeah and the curse
2: is toxic masculinity exactly (laughs) but everything gets worse
1: from the point when the the not winning the belt curse is broken for the family yeah so um so after losing his virginity in a truck Uh, Kevin joins Carrie and David and we get a montage of them wrestling and partying hard to Rush's Tom Sawyer as they gain notoriety in the scene culminating in their dad politicking to get David the world heavyweight title against Ric Flair and this is a really interesting scene Mm -hmm. when he chooses David over Kevin because there's no discussion about it or anything the dad just makes that decision
2: yeah and it's kind of done where it's like you kind of don't understand like the decision Mm -hmm. you know David's like like the, like the tallest of the brothers, yeah. Which He's like in, the largest
1: in real life. Like, um, so David, yeah, David was actually like the tallest, but the skinniest of mm-hmm. them in real life. Yeah, uh, and then like. Uh, Carrie was actually the buffest by far of them Mm. like and Kevin honestly wasn't as buff as Zac Efron is in this film yeah Zac Efron like went too far (laughs) Zac Zac Efron (laughs) looks like a fucking machine in this film he He does he specifically actually has almost the body type of Brian the Cage or Brian the machine cage yeah um yeah which you don't know who that is but no. he's uh a, he's, a, he's a wrestler who's like super fucking buff but he's yeah. like over buff, you <laughs> over know? buff yeah and and it's like looking at like the von erickson watching them wrestle i'm like man like zach efron like took a little too much juice here like <laughs> yeah. he bulked up a little too much like and it's almost not convincing because he's so different looking yeah
2: you know? i mean and, and- like it, it kind of got go the route of like mickey Rourke when mickey Rourke mm. was in the wrestler because mickey, mickey, M-
1: mickey Rourke is fucked up already like, yeah that dude's always been pretty fucked up <laughs> yeah
2: but he, he did get pretty built for that like he, he, did. I mean, he always goes through very physical changes i mean no
1: he he was always built because yeah. he like he was uh he like trained to be a boxer or something and lied about a bunch of wins or something <laughs> in the 90s or something so <laughs> so he got buff in the 90s
2: yeah yeah he was in like uh what was it um angel heart like he was kind of like schlubby in that and, mm. and then of course like Barfly, he was kind of like a drunk in that and yeah but yeah like um the wrestler
1: yet. for and i gotta say like pound for pound note for note i think the wrestler might be a better film than this it is yeah. i think
2: i i like the wrestler a lot more i mean mm. these are they're both very similar in tone where it's just like just like very sad stories about yeah. people like addict, like go on a path of self destruction. Yeah, uh, the and, wrestler
1: definitely has objectively better cinematography. Yeah, I, that was one thing I was a little bit disappointed with in this film is I thought that a cinematography, especially for an A twenty four film, was kind of lacking.
2: Yeah, and I, and I also think like I mean, I mean, given like they are they kind of like the the stories are pretty different, but you know, kind of, kind of same. And mm. I think, you know, the wrestler is more of like a bottle movie where you're just dealing mostly with just like Mickey Rourke's character. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's not about a family or yeah, like a curse has... or like a greater idea. It's, yeah. I mean, it is about like loneliness Yeah. and also like wanting to change for the better, but also mm-hmm. like a martyrdom. Like, yeah, and I there's, t- there's a lot of, the brothers. of that film. I love the ending of the wrestler oh, yeah. so much.
2: It, it rules. I think about that film. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> one.
1: Um, so next, uh, we get Kevin and Pam's wedding, and it's very cute. Uh, mm-hmm. They dance to uh, Thank God I'm a Country Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I'm a Country Boy. <laughs> um, but uh, Kevin goes in the bathroom, and David is in there throwing up blood.
2: You mm-hmm.
1: got that internal bleeding, baby. Yep. Um
2: Yeah, I had to look up what like, he actually like died from. I think it was infr- intranitis or, yeah. or something. I can't remember. I can't remember. But it's yeah, it's like like a tear in his like intestinal wall or something, right? Right. Yeah.
1: Which which will like poison your blood basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kevin comes home the next day and finds out not not the next day, but several weeks from then, and finds out that David died on tour in Japan from a ruptured intestine. They say. Uh, Dad sits Carrie and Kevin down and uh, flips a coin to see who gets David's match, which really? is a really weird turn to go from just like your brother died and yeah. then just like a couple hours later like your brother died let's see who gets his glory yeah we got to talk business yeah and
2: it was it's yeah and and they kind of and um and he does that and the dad does a thing at the at the funeral where like uh the surviving brothers are all wearing like dark sunglasses because they want to show that they're crying
1: right right and, and it's like take those glasses take off.
2: those glasses off we yeah. don't cry men mm-hmm. don't cry and
1: which is fucked which up. is
2: like pretty much like yeah like also seeing like okay we're starting to figure out why the von eric boys are so fucked up and right and like and they're they're given they're not allowed to express any sort of emotion no. <laughs> so
1: they just they're they're there to please their father yeah and wrestle and wrestle which is to please their father yeah <laughs> yeah um so carry wins the coin toss and mm-hmm. gets the match against rick's Flair, and he takes home the belt so mm-hmm. it's finally in the von eric family yeah uh Curry goes for a night ride on his motorcycle the next we see Carrie, he only has one leg
2: yeah i like the reveal because like because like it's sh- yeah it, like it, it shows him on crutches yeah you don't see the crash it just mm-hmm. shows him like speeding and then it go, then it cuts to him like bruised up in bed like
1: Yeah, groaning and getting out. Getting out with a crutch, and then he, like, gets out with crutches, and then he walks around the house a little bit, and then finally, when he goes (laughs) to the kitchen to get something out of one of the two fridges i yeah. must point out there, yeah. there are two refrigerators in this house right next to each other and they don't match at all
2: he's a beefy boy he needs like he needs all of his protein
1: yeah i guess so uh but <laughs> but so yeah at, at that point like he as he comes across a precipice into the kitchen you see that he only has one leg yeah and you're like oh shit oh damn. that's fucked up which is something i didn't like remember from the von eric story at all mm. and so that was actually kind of a surprise to me watching the film i was like oh okay yeah i didn't know that happened
2: yeah i was reading and like apparently he kept it secret for
1: for years yeah that's crazy
2: which is like and i feel like i feel now would be like a very successful like thing to promote yourself as mm-hmm. Because he he did it. He he continued wrestling secretly on a prosthetic.
1: No, straight up, like having like a finisher where you take off your foot and beat someone with it. Yeah, would make the crowd shit their fucking pants. (laughs) Yeah, like every the place would go wild. You would get so (laughs) like that 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 would be so cool. That would be so cool.
2: I can see though in the eighties, it probably wouldn't be received well but i think
1: yeah especially with a lot of like vietnam vets and shit. yeah like, that.
2: like i don't think i don't think we i don't think Pete, the world was ready for a one-legged wrestler at
1: that point for a, a non-ableist fucking yeah. hero. Like.
2: and but now i think uh, like a like someone who who ended up wrestling at his level mm. on, on one with one leg
1: they would be a fucking hero they would they be would a be, fucking hero yeah, yeah. No, they, they would never get like. and i, I guess like know. the
2: real life carry he went through such through um huge um, ways to uh, make make sure no one knew where he would actually shower with his boots on.
1: Oh, wow. Like,
2: like uh, when he showered, um, mm-hmm. like, he, he would keep his boots on, like, he'd be completely nude everywhere else, but then, like, crazy. just because he didn't want to re- show. But I guess, like, mm-hmm. only only very few people actually knew he only had one leg, mm-hmm. um, which, like, I guess, Rowdy Roddy Piper knew. Like, he said, Rowdy Roddy Piper, I guess, was just like, oh, yeah, like, me and him were friends, and he would you would shoot the shit with me with this with yeah. prosthetic off rowdy
1: Roddy piper seems like a pretty like I, apparently he was kind of a dick to fans but that was kind of his character you know, yeah this is yeah. back in k-fab days like from from all like personal accounts rowdy Roddy Piper's cool so oh
2: he's he fucking he fucking rocks mm-hmm. like like i, I was I, I love watching that one clip of him cussing out bill maher and scaring him
1: hell oh yeah i love that shit <laughs>
2: like yeah. like rowdy Roddy, Roddy piper was a real one especially like when he played the maniac and Always sunny in Philadelphia. But oh, like, I
1: mean, come on, they live. They, li- they oh they yeah, live. they live. Come on, lo- that's live, one of my dude.
2: favorite John Carpenter
1: movies. It's one of my favorite movies. It's, he, it's incredible. He's a great lead in there. The fight scene, mm-hmm. the twenty-minute fight scene, yeah. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect.
2: Yeah. I can see him like being like, "That's cool, Carrie. I don't give a shit." Yeah, now, and fuck those ableist assholes. Fuck those ablest asshole. Let's get a beer. But yeah, that's the entire thing I was thinking. Like, man, that would sell so fucking hard now. Mm. Yeah, right.
1: No. So um, let's get back to this uh, next. Uh, so Carrie snorting some pain pills now. Yeah. Um, next, we see Michael getting into wrestling uh, and he's doing well until he's in a match and he destroys his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, he has complications during a shoulder surgery and goes into a coma. Kevin calls Pam and asks her about the family curse and why they can't, just can't shake it. But Pam tells him what I think is maybe the core like idea of this film is that the only person to blame is his father yeah and that there is no such thing as a curse it's just like an overbearing father yeah. that is driving everyone to madness physical exhaustion and destroying themselves it's the
2: father's iron claw on the family exactly exactly the iron claw <laughs> is fritz it's yeah. Fritz.
1: It's yeah he's pushing their face down into the mat yeah constantly and he
2: pushed, yeah, Michael to wrestle. But I guess, like the real life, Michael did have some wrestling debut. He did. But no, like,
1: he he was wrestling before that. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, they were all wrestling from a young age. Yeah, so.
2: but like, um, uh, yeah, it's just sad. Like, uh, yeah, he was he he was kill He was like, you know, it led to his own destruction trying to like right. make his father happy.
1: And I do wonder if Michael is somewhat of a composite character as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think uh, because. Something we haven't really talked about yet is that there is a fifth brother yeah. in this equation that is not the one that died very young, but he did die young, but yeah. uh, cr- I think yeah, Chris, Chris, yeah. Von Erich, yeah. Yeah, Chris Von Eric. Chris uh, Von Eric. Who uh, died between some of the other brothers' deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he was like the youngest one of them, basically. Also the shortest. Also the shortest. So I think like that's five. why Michael might be the composite of both Michael and Chris, because he's kind of like the younger the youngest one in the family and Mm -hmm. also kind of like the weakest one yeah and he has got like something to prove a little bit but Mm -hmm. he also has like other passions i
2: also kind of feel like they probably gave like also like chris's height to carrie because like jeremy Allen white is very very short like he is yeah like like -hmm. like i was looked at like the one von eric pizza commercial Mm -hmm. uh and it's just funny like they like Carrie is not that short. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, he's not. No, no, no. Like,
1: Carrie Car- was, like, bigger than Kevin. Not mm-hmm. as, like, tall as David. But, mm-hmm. like, Carrie was huge. Like, yeah. so buff. He
2: was a beefy boy.
1: Yeah, he and was, like, he was almost, like, uh, Zach Efron-level buff. Yeah. But not quite. Like, yeah, no yeah. one is. Like, and
2: Jeremy, Jeremy Allen White, I think he's, like, probably, like, five six, Something like that. Probably. Yeah. He's very short. So I was kind of wondering if, like, yeah, I wonder if they split Chris up between, yeah, Michael and you know, carry a bit. Cause like, obviously yeah. like Chris shot himself in the head as well. Right. Right. Exactly. And but
1: you know, they, they were pretty faithful to the deaths of everyone in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. They wearing, were. Yeah. That, that is kind of how everyone died. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And it's weird that they didn't include Chris. I'm just going to yeah. say it's one of my main criticisms of the film and actually knowing the story, I had to like, I'm walking out of the theater and I'm like looking it up. Cause I'm like, i thought he had like another brother i thought he i thought two of the brothers did yeah, and, themselves, yeah. yeah. so yeah, i don't know but so let's get back to this uh, kevin is completely dissociated depressed and broken mike pulls through but he's simple now
2: yeah he has he had some brain injuries
1: yeah he's uh he's finally like i i like i get family guy
2: yeah <laughs> I really get it. It's pretty funny. This is hilarious. There's a talking dog and a gay baby. This is amazing. <laughs> <Gay> baby. <laughs> this is so it's funny. So
1: funny. <laughs> um so, Kerry gets an artificial foot, but he has a great deal of trouble and pain getting it to work for him.
2: Yeah, and I actually was reading, apparently, like, the one reason why Kerry probably lost his foot to begin with is, like, I guess, like, the initial surgeries were successful, mm-hmm. but he was pushing himself to walk again. Oh. And so, I guess since he was trying too prematurely to, like, walk on mm-hmm. his injured foot... That's the reason why he eventually lost it, yeah. which is – I also feel like that's probably like – he's probably driven to – I mean this like we see him like really like immediately after losing it, you know, trying to wrestle on a, on a prosthetic right. almost immediately. And and I kind of wonder if also in real life, you know, he, he lost a foot because he was trying to prematurely walk on it like, you mm-hmm. know, probably to make his dad happy. Oh, well, of course. And like, no, I'm still useful. I'm 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 still fine because like, yeah. you know, he had just won the, the championship. So he's just True. like – you know, he has to defend it, you know, but he automatically kind of, like, loses it because he mm-hmm. can't defend himself in the you know, yeah. in the in the, uh, in the lo- ring anymore. And he
1: loses the belt and his foot.
2: Yep. Just sucks. Sucks.
1: Don't push yourself too hard. Don't prematurely eoculate.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to, like, you want to take it easy. Yeah, because that's the thing. If he, if he probably didn't push himself so hard, he probably would still have had the foot, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it probably would have been kind of fucked, but... Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um... Next, Mike has a talk with a mom and he's scared. He feels like he can't replace David and he can't play the guitar anymore. So he takes a bunch of pills. Uh, Carrie struggles with his foot while mike walks off into the dark
2: yeah you see them like uh him and zach efron wrestling on Mm -hmm. the outside wrestling ring you see like you actually see like the flashlight he's using in the background
1: yeah you do like
2: like mike going to just go die quietly in the woods right right so depressing (laughs) yeah he
1: leaves a note saying he's going to a better place Mm -hmm. and then a search team finds him some days later yeah uh, at the funeral, Pam begs Kevin to come home. Apparently, he's been uh, sleeping at the wrestling office, mm. which doesn't seem very comfortable.
2: No, because he has no no way to express his feelings. So it's, yeah, it's he has like, no
1: way to express his feelings, and like yeah, all of his brothers are like dying. Yeah, one like, by
2: one, and yeah, like two brothers dead. Well. Three brothers, I guess, but, like... I
1: mean, yeah. at this point, just two.
2: Yeah, well, like, his, his, his oldest brother that Oh, died. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, three brothers dead, one brother without his foot. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like, he's, he's just being, like, devastated. And his dad is, like, like through all of this, the dad is, like, not really, like, showing much reaction at all. No, <laughs> no, he's just...
1: Yeah, He we never see the dad cry or anything mm-hmm. He's just like somber when he finds out about David's death or the mom really honestly. No, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, she, she has a moment where like they're going to, I think Mike's funeral and she's like, someone comes to get her and she has her dress laid out on the bed. Oh, and she's yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't put it on. People are going to notice that I'm wearing it again or mm-hmm. something like that. And it was, it was real sad. Yeah. So, um, Kevin finally gets his shot at the NWA title against Ric Flair Kevin goes overboard and loses the match, and Dad is disappointed.
2: So... can we talk about the Ric Flair?
1: <laughs> what do you think of that actor? Because I I, I kind of liked it. I did too. He grew on me at first. I'm like, this guy is not like a good Ric Flair. But at the end, I'm like, you know, he put his own spin on Ric Flair, and I kind yeah. of like the the Ric Flair. He it did.
2: wasn't. It, it he didn't have a lot of. I mean, I don't he, think a lot he, of the actors. He
1: didn't do cocaine before the shoot, <laughs> yeah. which I think is he the was, problem. Because yeah. because you could tell like the like the hey, don't mm. interrupt me. I'm talking here. Yeah, that was like kind of. It, it wasn't too immediate like it wasn't no. like the guy just talks and he's like hey no you know it, like rick flair I, I you know i've watched a lot of wrestling mm-hmm. and rick flair is one of the best people on the mic in yeah. the business ever absolutely that's um, why
2: he's like at the top yeah, of his game and yeah I and mean, he still was like he, he cuts, active until like
1: i mean he still is kind yeah. of active he had his last match officially last year
2: oh wow yeah with jay <laughs>
1: lethal and a couple other guys um, jesus right but no he's officially retired from wrestling ever again but he's mm-hmm. uh promoting a new energy drink called woo um, okay uh, i feel like i
2: feel at his age the last thing he should also like after you know a lifetime of cocaine abuse he last thing he should be <laughs> doing is like energy drinks like oh. his heart's basically oh, he you know?
1: still like drinks all the time that dude and smokes a ton of weed and shit oh my god mm. yeah
2: his heart is like his heart's like on on its last legs
1: oh yeah, he's he's definitely like the top of my celebrity death list pool.
2: Yeah. But I will say like yeah, he does like this actor, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um but I, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't quite capture like the mania of Ric Flair,
1: especially no. facially, no, no, the, the c- cocaine usage, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Like rick Flair has a very intense stare, mm-hmm.
1: and has, yeah, and, his crazy eyes, even when he's wearing sunglasses, which <laughs> yeah. he usually is.
2: But I will say, I I did like his performance. I thought yeah, I thought no, he I, did a I thought job. he was pretty
1: good too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I totally forget the name of the actor, but um, yeah, it was he was uh I don't know. I uh, I thought he did a great job.
2: Yeah, yeah, like. Uh yeah just a shame, like, yeah, he couldn't get that facial insanity that the that the real one buzzed with like
1: right, but I mean, once again, I think that requires. Well, cocaine lots of cocaine like the you can't you can't make up for the real thing you it's know? a good
2: thing that guy's not a method actor because like like it like it, it'd be uh, he like it'd be a meth actor it'd be, it'd be like the it'd be like Heath Ledger's Joker just destroy <laughs> him <laughs> They just like they would just like find him dead and he's like why he's like it's like he went full Ric Flair and mm-hmm. never told, go
1: full Ric Flair told
2: him not to not told him not to chase not to not try to capture that real Ric Flair at mania <laughs> just destroyed him
1: <sighs> yeah so um, uh, at Christmas time Kerry comes back from the WWF because he's signed there now uh, wrestling as the uh, Texas Tornado
2: yep yeah and secretly wrestling with one fake leg Mm mm-hmm
1: He's, he's still doing a good job yeah but he's in pain he's got the uh, internet uh intercontinental championship yeah. right now which is cool
2: yeah it and is and, and yeah before he comes in like the dad's like was the dad watching him on tv and yeah he like, was yeah my that's my favorite son.
1: yeah wow. and, and then like yeah fucking he comes in for christmas and he's like hey WWF Intercontinental, National, Intercontinental Champion. That's the second best belt in wrestling ever since Kevin ruined our promotion or some <laughs> shit like that. So fucked up. Um,
2: yeah, that rocks. So, he's, he's so evil.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, He gives his dad a gun for Christmas Mm -hmm. and uh, his dad puts it away and he's like, what? You don't want to shoot it. You shoot a gun when you get it. And he's like super pissed. And he's obviously like just falling off the rails. Yeah. yeah.
2: Carrie is clearly like coked out of his mind. Right. like,
1: And and his brother like, yeah, like has a talk with it. Kevin has a talk with him and he's like, yeah, um, it's good to see you brother. And he's just loving towards him. And it's really, Mm -hmm. really nice. Um, So late at night, Carrie calls Kevin from a hotel room and says he's scared and out of control he says he's in pain and he's losing his wwf contract. He says he needs family and Kevin implores him to come stay with him. Carrie says he's cursed and he wants to die. Kevin calls dad and asks for help, but dad says they need to work it out for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Which is the f- most fucked up thing. Yeah,
2: the dad does not give a fuck. He's mm. just like, "Hey, can you like I think yeah, Kerry's on your on his way over. Can you please?" intercept him and Mm. and help him he's like you gotta work it out for yourselves yeah it's just like bro you just lost i mean like i'm pretty sure in real life chris had probably also killed himself at this point
1: yeah he uh, he had so chris killed himself in i think 91 and then carrie was 93 okay 94 yeah so so
2: like so they had lost lot so in real life they had already lost chris Mm -hmm. and so i feel like you know losing they'd
1: already lost three of the brothers yeah four yeah, yeah yeah up until this point yeah young
2: young brother yeah mm-hmm. like so like yeah so in real life yeah like four brothers have been are have died like two, also no sisters no sisters damn that dude that dude's got some strong uh
1: strong swimmers yeah, yeah yeah
2: strong swimmers but like uh yeah yeah like the dad does not give a fuck and it's almost like you know he, he he's allowing the curse to consume his family hmm like that's honestly what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, this movie could have been also called the curse. Also been called the curse. Butch was a great show. You should yeah, watch. Yeah. Um. So Kevin goes home in the uh, the next day, and Carrie's car is parked there. As he's walking in, he hears a gunshot. Carrie takes his own life by shooting himself in the heart with the gun that he gave his dad. It's
2: hardcore
1: yeah kevin blames his dad and chokes him out almost killing him yeah which he should have fair fair yeah, yeah. that that would have been an interesting and probably not great because he would have gone to jail for murder or whatever but yeah it would have been like satisfying for me yeah <laughs> for the it would have been,
2: been satisfying to the viewer to see like yeah just like the dad get his comeuppance
1: yeah yeah it'd be great to have like a deathbed scene where like he tells off his dad or something like that Mm -hmm. or be like it's like you're you're not gonna go see your sons you're Mm -hmm. going someplace else yeah yeah.
2: because also like also before this like there was also like you know it shows like him and his dad already have a very strained relationship because like
1: he sells the wrestling company under
2: yeah like uh like yeah um uh kevin is taken care- taken over like the wccw and, mm-hmm. and the dad's like you're dr-, and, like he's just like dad i need to sell it and he's like no you know, you gotta like you gotta you gotta you gotta be strong. You can't sell it, sell mm-hmm. it. You know, well everything I've built, you know. And, yeah,
1: and he's like, I need a home for my family. <laughs> yeah,
2: I need a home for my kids. Like yeah. I'm and, living and, out of a one bedroom and apartment. Also,
1: and also, he's like, yeah, I looked at the books and like what you said. You paid me. You'd know ne- I never made nearly that much. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot there too. Yeah, he was though.
2: stealing. He was stealing money from his own son. Yeah. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's a big piece of shit.
1: Giant piece of shit. Yeah. Bad dad.
2: Bad dad.
1: Bad dad. Bad dad. Uh. So Kevin picks up Carrie, uh, Carrie's corpse, and carries him inside. Uh, next, we see Carrie walking barefoot on the lawn with both feet again, and he floats in a boat on the lake until he sees his two brothers, Michael mm. and David. Uh, this is where the waterworks started. For oh him. yeah, yeah. This, yeah, he's, this in a,
2: he's in a little boat and just sees them on a pier.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and this is just where they start because. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, they they introduce uh, was Daniel or or now James, James I think yeah. yeah the the other brother
2: he's thing. like where's where's my other where's the other brother he's
1: like oh I haven't met you yet you yeah. must be my older brother James yeah you know. and he's
2: still like a five year old
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah, yeah they, so, but they they went to Beefy Boy Valhalla they, they got they to did. Yeah, yeah yeah they got to be reunited which is a very touching scene like mm-hmm. I'm glad they kept it because it's also like it's nothing like it's not like there hasn't been any sort of like magical stuff in this movie. No, no, no. (laughs) So it's very straightforward. So Mm -hmm. it is, it is, it is like an interesting, yeah, I do like how it does like suddenly, yeah, we get to see them in the afterlife reuniting, which is, which is nice.
1: Yeah. And it just, It also
2: kind of like, kind of like show, that kind of posits. That is also, this is what, um, kevin's imagining because kevin's right. looking at his right at carrie's dead body on on the on the t- kitchen table right, and kind of imagining he, this for
1: him. right as he's like stroking his head and crying yeah. over him and yeah, it's, uh it's a very God, touching scene yeah zach efron is real good at like crying <laughs> and like yeah. making you cry oh yeah yeah so seven uh kevin sells the wrestling company he ends up yeah. doing it um good and, <laughs> <it's>, and <laughs> he, he continues to love his family and uses that money for good he Cries while watching his children play, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they come up to him and tell him it's okay to cry.
2: And this is the first time we see Zach Efron cry.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, no, he cries over his uh, overcarry.
2: Oh, you don't see him cry at that point?
1: I, I think you do. Mm. Um, so uh, they tell him it's okay to cry, and he... And they ask him why he's sad. And he says he's sad because he used to be a brother. Mm. And he no longer is. And here come the waterworks right <laughs> Uh Yeah. That one made me ugly cry. End of the film. End of the film. End of the film. Yeah. Well, that's
2: why I say, like, this is, like, this is, like, I do think this is, like, the first time we see him cry because, like, it's the end. It's, like, the curse ending. Yeah. And, like, because, and like, they weren't allowed to cry. Mm. And so now they're able to he's able to actually express emotion. Yeah. And so the curse is lifted because then it shows like um, Kevin mm-hmm. went on to have like four kids yeah. and like 16 grandkids. <laughs> so, yeah. so like, and they,
1: and they all hang out at the ranch. Like they all said. hang out at the ranch yeah. and
2: they live in Hawaii now. Mm-hmm. And so they all, and they all live and none of them have died horrific deaths
1: yeah yeah and like uh two of them now are wrestlers who were actually on AEW last week wrestling with the uh, dusty Rhodes.
2: really yeah. Oh. yeah i think i did see like i think linda von Erich, i think is like from the female
1: i'm sorry dustin roads not dusty Dust- Rhodes. oh yeah, yeah dusty roads is dead
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like um yeah like uh i do feel like yeah the curse has been lifted like and that's another thing like also is not touched on in the film is also like um kevin you know the tall one Mm -hmm. he had actually before he died he actually lost a son of his own
1: oh i didn't know that yeah
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like so like yeah there is like something going fucked up with their family but i do Mm -hmm. feel like yeah like zach efron finally allowing himself to cry and express emotion Mm -hmm. that's how the curse is broken like because it's like this cycle of toxic masculinity has just been Mm -hmm. destroyed and
1: well that and like he's the first one also to stand up to his dad, Yeah, which is yeah. the, the, the breaking of the cycle because yeah. everyone else's downfall in their life was caused by them blindly following their dad and that's always true. going with his wishes. So that's
2: true Yeah, because
1: like, so, yeah, because he does a lot of things here. So his brother dies and he fights his dad, immediately sells the wrestling company and, <laughs> and cries. So yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. all of it, all of it is breaking the curse because yeah. the curse to this family is professional wrestling <laughs> professional and wrestling. pushing themselves too hard to be the best. Yeah.
2: And and make their insane dad happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, it's a great movie. And yeah, I thought, I and I thought Zac Efron did a really great job at this point. Oh, absolutely. Like, no,
1: Zac Efron, This is uh, the best thing I can say about the movie is Zac Efron's performance. Yeah, it is. it's, It's a good movie. I wouldn't say it's a great movie.
2: No, I can see watching the, again. It has a good yeah. watch. It has like it has a good, good
1: watchability. Yeah. It would be a good like brother film to watch with your brother or whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, but it is like
2: it is not a feel good movie by any means. like you're gonna feel kind of sad until the end like yeah. when there's that sort of like
1: that i I didn't love the very, very end when they said like everyone went to live at the ranch and uh you know, calling back to that scene earlier mm-hmm. and and then they show like a picture of the whole family. I thought that was unnecessary. I think it should have just faded to black mm. and been credits after, you know, you know, he cries and then his wife comes out and that's, you true. know, the kids are playing and he's playing with the kids. Yeah. Because that's like a, a complete rebirth. And you know, there, I, um, I yeah. had some criticisms of this film. Mm. Um, first and foremost, I thought the cinematography was kind of mid, Yeah, especially for like being a big wrestling fan and stuff. Like, mm-hmm they could have like done filmed more things like wrestling and mm. gone for like a cool like vintage look on a lot of things
0: mm.
1: which they did at times like a couple of the promos they like showed on like an old tv and stuff like that which i liked yeah um but overall like i think they could have done a lot more interesting stuff with the cinematography i would mm-hmm. not say this movie was beautiful in any way mm. um but it it was good uh, it did a good job of building like wrestling as doing world building for the universe of wrestling for like normies. Yeah. Like I think this movie is very accessible if you've never watched wrestling and don't care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the core of the film, it's not really about wrestling.
2: Yeah. Like it does show like his match against Ric Flair, but, it's like where he gets disqualified for not releasing the iron claw on Ric Flair's yeah, face.
1: Yeah. But that, that ultimately is more about like his dad's disappointment yeah. with him, like not performing like he wanted yeah. him to.
2: But that's, yeah, and that's the most kind of like, uh, most con like non montage wrestling scene you really see in this movie. Like, right, uh, right. because like most of the wrestling, most of the wrestling scenes are, yeah, just like, um, uh, just montages of them just doing wild moves, mm-hmm. which yeah, it's great because like yeah, I mean the story of the Von Ericks is like yeah, wrestling yeah,
1: yeah, and it's not a wrestling-centric movie. Most no. people aren't there to see the matches. No, no, no one, no. no one really cares, especially because like old wrestling matches. Uh, I don't know. Really, honestly, aren't as good for the most part mm. because you know back then you had a very like homogenized wrestling style in america yeah that was like largely based on amateur wrestling and so mm-hmm. there's like a lot of grappling and slow holds and stuff like that yeah. and like not a lot of like cool shit like not they weren't they weren't
2: weren't selling and telegraphing their moves yeah yeah and they weren't
1: doing stuff they weren't doing like high flyer moves they weren't doing like tables ladders and chairs there's no there's no people's
2: elbow type moves going no no like
1: (laughs) yeah and because it was like still entrenched in kayfabe to make people believe that what was happening was real yeah and like they actually cared about that whereas like now the fourth wall has com- been completely shattered. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows wrestling is fixed.
2: Yeah, we like, s- yeah, like you're you going to have stories like where like uh an, an elderly woman gives birth to a glove.
1: Yeah, or rocks. <laughs> or, or, or like or, or uh Perry Saturn falls in love with a mop.
2: Yeah, right. or, yeah, or like yeah, or, you know Undertaker coming back to life, you mm-hmm. know, or having the brother that the burned face. It's like yeah, it's, it's 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 very it's 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 uh kind of like um like uh, like uh like high theater almost <laughs> just like oh, no
1: it's it's low brow lowbrow. yeah low it's theater. low theater no but it's yeah, very there's, low theater. There's,
2: there's still like it is does have sort of a soap opera element to oh, it oh absolutely
1: and, does no i mean it is ultimately like wrestling is not a sport yeah and it's not sports entertainment i mean yeah. people call it those things in order to get around like regulations and stuff yeah but ultimately wrestling is storytelling? It's a drama. Yeah, it's a drama series. It's like they're telling a story mm-hmm. through their physical actions, and mm-hmm. like they're telling a, a hero versus villain story most of the time, like yeah. a, a tale as old as time.
2: Yeah, and especially now it's like yeah, and and, and safety is very important. Like now and like because like, like, after you know there's been multiple deaths in the ring, mm-hmm. like from accidents happening or. Mm-hmm major acts you know and like i think like china had like her skull super glued shut you know yeah like she had cracked her skull open they just put super glue in it Mm -hmm. you know you know Bret hart type shit and it's just like you know there's so like you know I think a lot of the wrestlers now know like safety is like one of the foremost things in their profession. Like mm-hmm. they want to continue and have a happy life. Absolutely. Because like that, I think that's one thing we see in the the wrestler mm-hmm. is like when he's at the signing table, like he's looking at the other former wrestlers and they're all fucking crippled. Yeah. You know. And so yeah. he's just like – and so it's just like this – you know, it is like very much in the story vein of storytelling, but it is, is very physically taxing on your body. Incredibly. Incredibly. Like yeah.
1: wrestling – I actually trained to be a professional wrestler for a little mm-hmm. while with a promotion around here called Three to One Battle.
2: Mm, nice. Uh,
1: no, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no. They were actually shut down because of Me Too allegations. Oh, awesome. yeah. So not very nice. Um, yeah. Uh, specifically, this here is a huge surprise. There was a wrestler named Ronald McFondle. Hmm. Who was uh yeah, like me too'd pretty hard. <laughs> Which, I can't oh, believe
2: Ronald McFondle <laughs> I know. Like
1: when that news came out, everyone was shocked.
2: Yeah, like what? The guy whose whole gimmick is fondling people? Yeah. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. Shocking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um Which strangely, that yeah, I mean, we're right now we're going through yeah, Vince McMahon being me too'd and Mm -hmm. like again uh, again 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 again. (laughs) again times 100 right and i don't know if you actually actually it's funny like before i uh came here today i was uh reading apparently john Cena had recently made comments about vince mcmahon we're gonna talk
1: about that in another podcast oh awesome oh sweet Uh, Let's see. What other criticisms did I have of this movie? I don't think they spent enough time developing David's storyline and what happened there exactly. I mean, I I guess they did a good job of making this a film about a family centered around one character.
2: Yeah, they did.
1: But at the same time, they kind of didn't do a great job of making a film about an entire family consequently.
2: Yeah, because that's the thing. When David dies, he dies in Japan. Like mm-hmm. he goes to Japan to wrestle and then he dies and it is kind of seen through Kevin's mm-hmm. viewpoint. Cause Kevin wasn't in Japan with him. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and honestly too, David is the only character that's never really developed to be anything other than Kevin's brother yeah. and a wrestler.
2: Yeah. And the brother who dies first. Right. Or exactly. Like the, the current ones.
1: you know, like I mean, I guess Christopher doesn't get anything, but, yeah. uh, Michael, you know, obviously he's the musician one. He mm-hmm. has kind of that, that subplot. Um, uh, Carry, he's the Olympian one, and then he loses the foot. He has that subplot. Yeah, uh, you know, and but fucking David doesn't really have anything.
2: No, yeah, and Ke- yeah, and Carry does become like kind of like the favorite child because yeah, he wins the wins the award almost, and still mm-hmm. goes and still the undercontinental Championship. But yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, we do just see it. Like I do like the scene where um, it's at like David's funeral and mm-hmm. um, Kevin like looks and there's a completely overlooked uh postcard
1: yeah. that david had that sent, david sent. Yeah.
2: and like and no one and it's like the parents clearly didn't like even notice this mm-hmm. which is fuck you know which just goes to show like how careless the parents are because it's at their parents house mm-hmm. and yeah it's like you know hey brother you know i sent it i sent it to the parents house i can't remember your address you know mm-hmm. and it's like you know it's just like he's reading like the word the last words that his um brother ever sent him and it was just like and yeah we just kind of feel that because it's like it almost isn't like it doesn't feel almost real to the viewer because like you know david dies off screen he dies in Mm -hmm. japan we never get to see him again and and so yeah it's kind of like and we're kind of i think because we're supposed to kind of feel like you know kevin at this point because it almost seems like completely disconnected from it and like it almost kind of almost seems unreal because Mm -hmm. yeah he wasn't with his brother and he never got to see ever talk to his brother again so yeah yeah, I mean it was it was a very powerful scene. Yeah, just Kevin reading the postcard to himself and just being like devastated and yeah. just completely overlooked by by the parents.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, also, my biggest criticism of this film though is they completely skipped Chris Von <laughs> Yeah, they just left out an entire another brother tragedy suicide that happened because he he died in '91, whereas mm-hmm. like I think David died in like '84. And then I want to say eighty seven, or eighty yeah eighty seven or eighty nine was Michael, and then mm-hmm. ninety one was Chris, and then ninety three was Carrie. I want to say yeah.
2: So I so like so he so died. Chris like in, was younger than Michael, I think.
1: Right? He he was I believe he was the youngest kid of the bunch. Mm. Um, and he yeah because he died at twenty one in ninety one, so he was born in like seventy nine, mm. and everyone else is like grown up basically mm. by the early eighties. So. Yeah, but it just like never shows him
2: no and he's yeah. never even
1: mentioned he just isn't a brother in this and that's like i can't i can't imagine how bad if he you know i i doubt chris has like any family or anything like that so they can't no, be sad or anything but young, yeah but still like for for his memory that sucks
2: yeah, yeah for a
1: biography film about his family to just completely disclude him yeah cause that I sucks got, dude
2: cause it does feel like yeah they cut him for time Mm-hmm. basically, because that's just like, well, you know, we already have one brother shooting himself in the head, so <laughs> we can't have- No,
1: no, it was in the heart. No, oh, yeah, in the heart, yeah. yeah. So it's
2: like, we can't have two, so...
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly what the director said. Um- yeah.
2: Which is yeah. yeah, it's it's sad, like, but and it, 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 and it's insane, like it, it feels like you know the boy, I think someone on Letterboxd called it the boys' um, virgin suicides. <laughs> 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 Have you seen that? Movie? All the yeah, yeah, yeah. all the daughters die, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just like the same thing. It's just the, all the boys, you know. Mm-hmm. Die and commit suicide.
1: This is more like the Chad suicides. Yeah. The The Chad Chad suicides versus the Virgin (laughs) suicides.
2: Chad suicides. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's it's a sad movie, but it's great. Like, I do, I do love Kevin's, you know, arc in this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, you say you didn't like the photo at the end. I kind of liked it because it shows like, yeah, like, um, Kevin is now kind of like the patriarch of the family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, he's like the non-toxic patriarch now, which which is fine. I I, I think like I would have been fine with just a title right, mm -hmm. right when it's fading to black or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Or just like a a caption. But like, I don't know, showing that after the the fade to black and then like the picture, Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is a little bit corny.
2: Yeah. I like it's a visual visual representation that the curse has been lifted. The Von Mm -hmm. Eric curse is no longer exists. Like, like Kevin has taken the family into a new direction where like it is this, this, he's not going to repeat the mistakes of his father. He like, he learned. And honestly,
1: I think, I think maybe a better way to have ended it Mm -hmm. would have been like the, the new Von Erics that are wrestling, Mm -hmm like uh you know um like they're like on a tv match or something like that and they come out and like they introduce like uh ross and something von eric Mm -hmm. and they come out and then like uh and then like uh, the camera fans and like uh, and uh, joining us special guest, Kevin Von Eric and his mm. family. And he like stands up with an older Pam or something like that. Mm. And like a whole bunch of family is with them. Oh, yeah. And like he's like holding a baby or like mm. one of his grandchildren or something. Yeah. Like I, I, th- I think that would have been more effective mm. personally. But, you know.
2: Yeah. Had, we could have had like the real life Von Eric. Yeah. Make a. Yeah. Though, Kevin. Because
1: re- those two actually were in the film. The two Von Erics that wrestle now are in the film oh, doing, really? a, doing a little wrestling. They're credited. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, all the wrestling we do, we do see very briefly is very fun. Like, yeah, you know, we get to see like the fat boys.
1: Yeah. We get to see, uh, we get to see, uh, MJF does some wrestling in here. Mm, really? Yeah. Yeah. He plays, um, he briefly plays, he's credited with, uh, the fake von eric brother cuz mm. there was a fake von eric uh lance von eric
2: mm.
1: who uh like joined the von eric family and said he was like a cousin but he was completely unrelated to them yeah. he just like joined them for like tag wrestling kind
2: of like the D- dudley brothers
1: yeah like well they're <laughs> they're the dudley boys the so. dudley
2: boys <laughs> No. yeah but they're all like supposedly related yeah, and, yeah like there's like a million there's like spike dudley and there,
1: there was only like six altogether bubba
2: dudley big dick dudley <laughs> big T- <yeah. laughs> he was like the
1: father yeah. but yeah, yeah like, bu- bubba ray and uh d d were yeah like, the two core ones and then yeah. there were a couple others around there but like i think mm-hmm. they only had like five or six members in total yeah. throughout their entire history yeah but and they, they, were cla- they
2: clearly weren't all related <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they both wear glasses.
2: Oh, yeah, they put the, glasses on, yeah. yeah the, and they the, both wear... Uh, uh, the
1: incredibly dark-skinned black man yeah. and <laughs> and the white dude with a goatee. Yeah. I, I'm going to guess they're probably not related by blood, at least.
2: And Spike Dudley, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah the, the twink Dudley.
2: Yeah, the twink Dudley. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah, there's be, like, other wrestlers, their gimmick would be like, oh, yeah, we're I'm part of the Von Erics. The yeah.
1: But uh, he eventually moved to another promotion, and so Fritz actually, like, exposed him on live TV. Really? In a promo for not being a real Von Erich.
2: So. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah,
1: super interesting stuff there, which I think would have been an interesting storyline. And I guess they did film it, but mm. the director decided to cut it.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Like, Yeah. 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 And, yeah, pretenders pretenders to the Von Erich uh, family, yeah. mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so uh, those are my criticisms and my thoughts on the film. Uh, what uh, do you have? Do you have anything else to say on it? Anything about themes or? Yeah, I've been
2: talking about. Them. You know, I, I yeah, I don't think that too much else. to add. I do like how Zek Efron um, uh, wrestled in his bare feet.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, you yeah. did that in real life, too. You did that in
2: real life, yeah. And
1: actually, one of the Von Eriks now wrestles in bare feet, which is a very rare thing to see anymore.
2: Yeah, very very fascinating. You see
1: it like, I mean, there was a guy in WWE named Matt Riddle who got Me Too'd who does it, and mm-hmm. a couple others here and there, but it's, like, pretty rare to see guys wrestle in their bare feet.
2: Yeah, I don't I think I've really seen it, because, like, I, I watched wrestling in a very brief period, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. And there was no barefoot wrestlers, so... Yeah like um it was interesting to
1: it's i mean it's yeah you can fuck up your ankles crazy yeah if you yeah land (laughs) but i wonder
2: if there i'm guessing there probably is some sort of like advantages i mean
1: probably like yeah mobility wise and stuff. yeah especially like
2: early in early wrestling when it is Mm -hmm. all about grappling like you can do like um feet hooks and stuff true true because like yeah when i did uh jujitsu and stuff like Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you have to have bare feet so you can like you Know, do the claws and yeah. lock your feet and keep them
1: iron claw,
2: yeah. They are like iron, iron feet claws, and uh, so yeah, like that kind of makes sense, like especially if they're if if he mostly centered on grappling, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, we don't really get to see like too much of it in action, yeah. But what we do see, I think, is great. Like, I, I, you know, I really like it when actors do take that extra leap into actually becoming, like, physically proficient yeah. at, their, so, at their at what they're doing. So I actually
1: did kind of want to talk about this mm-hmm. and uh, have a brief discussion on, do you think that physical transformation is a form of acting?
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm like, you know, I think it is, because, like, you know, the people who do it, by and large, like, are good actors.
2: Yeah, Christian Bale, like, he went yeah. from doing uh, The Machinist, mm-hmm. and he got bulked for... He, he,
1: went, for- he went from doing... American Psycho, which he was fucking ripped for. Yeah, he was. Uh, to and he was like maybe like 180 pounds for that. Mm-hmm. To doing the machinist, which he got to like 130 pounds for yeah. by eating only. A can of tuna and an apple every day yeah. for months, and the,
2: and the director is like, "You don't need to do that."
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's like, the, the, the character is just like sleep deprived. He's not. Yeah, he's not supposed. He doesn't have to be like emaciated. And Christian Bale is like, "Trust me on this one." Yeah, and honestly, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a really good movie, and it it's like s- it's memorable because Christian Bale. Other looks, it's a, it's looks a a like a skeleton. Yeah, it's it's a good movie, but it's not like groundbreaking or great or anything. No. And I think one of the only reasons it's so notable is because Christian Bale, A, puts in a great performance, but also part of that performance is him physically transforming himself entirely. Yeah,
2: because he is want, he want, he wondering how to, you know, physically depict mm-hmm. sleep deprivation.
1: And then motherfucker <laughs> right after that bulked up 80 pounds to like 210 pounds mm-hmm. to be fucking Batman.
2: Yeah, he actually got too muscular for Batman. Yeah. And so they they actually had to tell him to tone down the muscle. It's crazy. Which is like... It's and I do feel like I think if also you know we talk about celebrity death pools like I think I think Christian Bale might be up there like I, there's you can't do like that sort of like rapid weight loss and weight I, I think game.
1: he said he's done doing that though
2: that's good for his health because mm-hmm. like that is like traumatic on your heart
1: yeah he just uh, got to the uh, the the vice level the Dick Cheney body type and he's yeah. like I'm staying here
2: <laughs> I'm staying here <laughs> he did look pretty gaunt for I didn't see the movie but Amsterdam I think you saw it
1: uh yeah i did not like that movie. yeah
2: from what i saw that movie looks like dog it shit.
1: was a bad use of an ensemble cast
2: but like uh but from the stills i did see it looked like he looked gaunt again
1: yeah i, I think it was in pretty good shape for that mm. yeah. I, I don't really remember his performance i i blo- i saw that movie in the theater like two <laughs> years ago and i barely remember anything about it yeah. like when you mentioned that i'm like hamster hamster oh that one <laughs> yeah yeah where they like lived in Amsterdam and he was like a, a, a former formerly in the military I don't I don't really I know I
2: couldn't tell you like I, that's one thing I was like confused about like i i i I went to a lot of movies during that period mm-hmm. when they were showing like the trailer in theaters and I could not understand what the movie was about
1: no it was it was one of those movies I think like Babylon where they had like mm-hmm. It, it's incredibly ambitious, but it has no concrete direction mm. nor message, nor does the filmmaker actually know exactly what they're making.
2: Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, yeah. Like, um, but yeah, physical transformations, I feel like, you know, Mickey, Rour- we just briefly discussed Mickey Rourke's mm-hmm. transformation with wrestler yeah. and, you know, and, you know, and also his, his uh, you know, he has a sort of addiction to like plastic surgery and stuff. Oh, he so he does. His, fa- yeah. his face is like, Because he went from being a very classically handsome actor to, like, Mm -hmm. you know, now his face is, like, really, really bizarre. I mean, I don't want to— Very bizarre. Don't want to, like, give him any sort of, like, um, (laughs) if he's listening,
1: give him any sort of dysmorphia,
2: but, (laughs) like— I mean, if
1: if Mickey Rourke is listening, he should know that as weird as he looks, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah,
2: he's incredible. Like, The Wrestler is honestly one of my favorite hey, 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 guess what?
1: I look weird too yeah
2: yeah we all look
1: weird. I'm a little more conventionally <laughs> handsome weird, but yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, you know I do look weird. I've got a big piece of metal in the middle of my face yeah that's true mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's uh that's that's that uh what uh what kind of movies you've been watching this week
2: Oh, you want to say uh, oh. what your rating is for it
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely um i I gave this one a three and a half hmm. um I mean, ultimately, I give it like a seven point five, so three and a quarter. Yeah. Um, but there were just a few too many things that didn't make it. I don't know. It was it was a really good movie, mm-hmm. and I like that it said it was inspired by a true story. But at the same time, like leaving out one whole ass brother. Yeah. And then including like the youngest brother was a really weird film making the decision that I don't really agree with. And I, I get that, like, yeah, it might be emotionally exhausting for the audience to deal with one more death like that. Yeah, but it
2: happened. It happened.
1: How do you think it felt for Kevin?
2: Yeah, and really, yeah, that's thing. If we're if we're using like Kevin as the like as as our you know as our avatar in this, you know, mm-hmm. that we're we're experiencing the events of the, of the film through him, like, right? like yeah like it would make sense but yeah it would just be incredibly depressing for the viewer <laughs> mm-hmm. but no yeah, i mean i think i gave it a 4 cuz like yeah i like this movie a lot like yeah. um uh, i thought it told a, i thought it told a compelling story of just like of the von Eriks. yeah and and i and 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 it's interesting because like you know now you know every single piece of media has to be seen through the lens
1: of wokeness mm-hmm. and trauma, but this is and, a good trauma movie. Yeah. And
2: then, and, and so like, yeah, that's why I'm like, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that the, like with all the, all the talk about how like people are like pissed, like, you yeah, know, I'm tired of seeing like, you know, Max going to be, be depicted as, as toxic you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that. And I feel this does a really good job of depicting that. And, and, and it doesn't really but address it directly. It, it like, shows
1: both sides of masculinity though. Yeah. Cause like Kevin, is like consistently a good person in this yeah, film. he is. Um, and all of his, all of his brothers are good too. Yeah. Like,
2: but you see how his family, like how his brothers have suffered under it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, 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 it talks about it in a very like subtle way where it not directly. And I think like, and that's the thing like i feel if they had actually like said the words toxic masculinity in this movie oh, it
1: like, would have ruined it it would it would have ev- it would have eviscerated yeah, yeah no i would have like taken off a whole star for
2: <laughs> yeah. that. and that's uh, like that's also why it's like not discussed in a wider discussion yeah. like on just like, like on
1: daddy why are you crying toxic masculinity <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and i'm no longer a brother and toxic masculinity yeah. and but yeah like um
1: daddy issues daddy
2: issues <laughs> But, yeah, I just thought that was interesting because, yeah, I think that's and I think that's a good way of, like, broaching the subject with people who are, like, nat- find themselves naturally adverse to, mm-hmm. like, any sort of discussion or, you know, or depiction of toxic masculinity on film. Because, yeah. like, I feel this this kind of goes under the radar and kind of just, like, explains the concept to you without actually having to say the words.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally agree with that. Uh, so what would you give it overall?
2: Yeah, I think I gave it for you.
1: Four? I yeah. think you gave it a four and a half.
2: Oh, four and a half, yeah. Four and a half. Right? Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. You said it's great, and I think, uh, I don't know. I'd say like three and a half is good. Yeah. Four is verging on great. Four mm-hmm. and a half or five is great. Yeah. Five is like near perfect. Mm. Yeah. so this Yeah. Uh, so this is the first film, I believe, that you have rated higher than I have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, well, I see the films you like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> beefy boys crying
1: indeed <laughs> big big meaty guys having a having, having, a, having a having a non-toxic masculinity together yes <laughs> uh so uh what have you been watching this week uh
2: let me bring up the old i've been making sure to log every single movie i've seen this year
1: <sighs> nice uh
2: i saw pop star never stop never stopping
1: okay with uh, andy sandberg how was that
2: it was good i liked yeah. it a lot like i i i missed this when it came out in theaters and i never had a chance to see it yeah um it's not quite as good as um hot rod as hot rod yeah mm-hmm. hot rod is like in a league of its own like it's yeah it's, H- hot it's,
1: rod is the last like good movie made by snl people
2: it's genius okay. like it is it is honestly one of the funniest movies that exists mm-hmm. and pop star never stop never stopping is really funny at times but i don't think it ever really achieves that sort of like greatness that hot rod did
1: All right, uh, what'd you give it i
2: actually gave it four and a half stars
1: interesting oh wow okay yeah. what you got next
2: uh, Iron Claw, okay. saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just talked about that, mm-hmm. and then I saw the stuff.
1: Okay, the the horror movie from the eighties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, how, uh, how was that? That
2: uh, was great. Like, um, I don't think I've seen it. I should. Like, it has like it. It's basically it's about like, um, um it's really funny. The beginning, it starts off like these two guys are walking through a um mm-hmm. a quarry. Yeah. And uh, one old man sees like a bubbling white substance coming from the earth. He's cool. like, what's this? And, of course, you know what you do with anything you see bubbling out of the earth.
1: He's a white guy.
2: He's a white guy. He's a white guy, obviously. He, uh, he puts his fingers in it. This
1: is a white guy. This is something only white <laughs> men would do. He probably had a beard, too. Yeah,
2: No, he's clean-shaven.
1: Oh, clean, oh, that's surprising. Clean-shaven people he's, are he's, usually he's, a lot more reasonable.
2: He sees it. He puts on his fingers. And then he eats it. And he's like, it's sweet. And um, and then, like, another guy goes, like, taste it. And he, the guy's like, you know, you've the guy's a little bit more hesitant. And he tries it. <laughs> And so then, like, um, and they find out it tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. So, of course, what do they do?
1: They market it. They market it, it and sell it. it. So, yeah,
2: it's, like, um, it's a really great, like, uh, satire on just sort of, um, on uh, on just consumerism. Mm-hmm. And just sort of, like, because, like, the, the, the main character is a guy who's hired to do some corporate espionage oh, wow. against yeah. um, against the makers of the stuff. Because yeah. no one can figure out how it was made or why it was FDA approved, even though. There's no listing of ingredients.
1: So it's it's a movie about pink sauce.
2: Yes, cool. yeah. awesome. <laughs> and so yeah, it turns out like, of course, the stuff is sentient and killing pink people. Pink sauce and pink sauce, pink sauce. <laughs>
1: and, I get, I get it. I, I, I know the whole plot now. Yeah, and um, I've eaten pink sauce. My but, girlfriend has yeah. some. But
2: there's some really funny moments. There's like you know one mm. one of the inadvertent heroes of the film is mm. like a um uh uh right wing uh, militia leader yeah who is like who's played by Paul Servino and
1: love Paul Servino.
2: And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really funny. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's great. It's, it doesn't take itself too seriously. What'd you give that? I give that four stars.
1: Nice. Anything else you watched this week?
2: Uh, Godzilla versus
1: Kong. Okay. From a couple of years ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Actually, it was funny because like I saw the trailer to, um, uh, godzilla x kong where they team up and right to a right, body new one coming up yeah. and i was like that looks incredible mm-hmm. oh yeah i should finally watch uh godzilla versus kong so i started watching yeah,
1: it I've, I've heard pretty decent things i think
2: i started watching it and i realized i'd already seen the movie oh, I, to- okay. I totally forgot about it okay. oh, but yeah no, but still hit yeah i can't yeah. think I gave it three and a half stars yeah yes. it's it's a it's, uh, it's very cheesy like it has like one of the scars guards in it and okay. he just kind of plays I love like a scars guard yeah it's it, it's. I think it has good monster fights, mm-hmm. and okay.
1: we love a good monster fight. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, okay. I think that's all I've seen. And Anything besides else? the other nope.
2: stuff I've been watching, I murdered the end of the world. No, nah,
1: we don't talk about shows. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Goddamn! Stop trying
1: to break the rules. <laughs> uh, so this week I watched Sea uh, Spot Run from 2001 with David Arquette. Oh, nice. Where he takes care of a child and also an FBI dog. Okay. Uh, I gave that two and a half stars. It was silly, uh, competently directed, but like. A lot of it was, like, way too, like, family-friendly and, like, really trying to tug at your heartstrings and playing, like, the fucking orchestral music and trying to have way too many moments that just mm. fell flat. Uh, I also watched uh, The Kitchen from 2023. Mm, I do not uh, hear that. Uh, so that is Daniel Kaluuya's uh, oh. first film. He directed it.
2: Oh, he directed it. Is he starring in it, too? Or no, no, he's not directing? in it at all. Yeah, just oh. directing.
1: Uh, it actually is not well-rated on Letterboxd, and, like... I think probably because it's on Netflix, and so a lot oh, of people yeah. on there are like it was boring <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was boring at all. I thought it was pretty compelling. It's mm. a great uh film about a good a good film on perpetual systematic inequality it's got a uh, great performances, really good script, really good world building uh yeah. super depressing, but mm. I liked it a lot. I gave it three and a half stars. Hmm. Um, next we got, uh, I watched Stormwatch from 2002, also known as Code Hunter, which was an absolutely ridiculous early 2000 sci-fi action thriller, uh, with a host of somewhat original ideas completely co-opted with the Matrix, like every film of that era. Oh my God. Uh, it has Adrian Paul in it and he mm. literally has a quickening just like in the Highlander. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's like an amalgamation of all of the uh, Matrix rip-offs put together. It's incredible. Hells yeah. Uh, two stars. Awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also watched uh, Just Visiting from 2001, which uh, is a film starring Gene Reno,
0: mm-hmm.
1: post uh, Leon the Professional, as a knight who goes forward in time uh, and meets one of his descendants, played by Christina Applegate.
2: No, played by Janet Reno.
1: Janet Reno. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, also a wizard uh, played by Malcolm McDowell goes forward in time to try to find them. And mm-hmm. he was, he was rad. Uh, two and a half stars. Not that great. It was fine. Um, and then uh, a couple nights ago, I watched the zone of interest.
2: Oh yeah. I've been meaning to watch. That. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very fucking good. I gave mm-hmm. it four and a half stars. Uh, it is a truly harrowing film about like the banality of evil a deep cultural poisoning that happens when things change and how we're aware of the ills that surround us but do nothing as long as we can live in comfort. Mm. The sound design on it is second to none. Mm. If this doesn't win sound design of the Oscars, I'm buying a rifle (laughs) on Fortnite.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Oscars traditionally haven't been like especially lately, have not been, like, good.
1: Yeah, no. And so. But this is nominated for sound design, and it's, like, based on who it's up against, it, 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 like, has to win. Mm. It's so good. Like, the way they play with, like, different scenes in space, Mm. oh, God. Like, the the, the sound design is, like, truly one of the most horrific things I've ever heard in a film. Mm. It's phenomenal.
2: Oh, I can't wait to watch it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what I've been watching this week. Um, yeah, and I highly recommend The Zone of Interest if you uh, can get that.
2: Zone of Interest.
1: Yeah, so uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. We got anything else to say about movies? Nah. Yeah, movies suck. Movies suck. Stop watching movies. They're for us only.
2: Well, before we before we, started, we were watching the trailer to some movie with H. John Benjamin. As... Yeah, what was
1: that called? What, what was it, it called? It was a Sam Raimi-produced film
2: yeah i mean uh yeah. it looked it looked like it can i think we were both saying like oh this could either be very good uh-huh. or incredibly bad yeah because uh, like it's like i think the premise is like this guy's trying to get revenge um
1: boy kills world boy
2: kills world that's awesome <laughs> yeah
1: um yeah stars bill skarsgård jessica roth oh brett Gilman, our favorite
2: ew what
1: yep I won't be seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry,
2: sorry, sorry.
1: BDS includes Brett Gilman. Yeah, that's BGS right there.
2: Yeah, I boycott
1: guess, Gilman.
2: Yeah, I guess we were we were just saying like yeah, it could be either good or really bad. Now we see it's going to be very bad.
1: Yep. Sorry, folks. Sorry, we, uh, we don't watch Zionists. Sorry, here.
2: not not no Brett Gilman anything. I'm no. saying this as someone. Who loves Eagleheart? Eagleheart, Eagleheart. yeah, Eagleheart's heart's so good. One of my favorite shows, but yeah. unfortunately, fuck him, fuck him.
1: We love you, Chris Elliott. We'll watch everything else you do. Yes, we love you. <laughs> I don't think you are a Zionist. No, I hope not. No, if it comes out Chris Elliott is a Zionist, it's fucking over for us. It's it's over. It's so fucking. It's Joe. It's Joe over. Jo- it's Joe over. It's, yeah. it's Jovember. Jovember. All right. Well, we're going to uh, fade off into the Jovember sun. Yes. Uh, a, a very Brandon day to you?
2: A very Brandon day to you as well.
1: Thanks for joining us, um, Media Dungeon. We don't have a name for people who listen to this podcast. What are we, Media Slaves? Yeah, why not? I think that's, nah. no, I don't like Slaves. That's pretty bad. Dungeoneers. Uh, Dungeoneers. I kind of like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Or Dungeon Crawlers. <laughs>
1: Dungeoneers, I kind of like, or, uh, media, uh, guy what do you, what do you call someone who's like a torture victim? Uh... Is a victim? Yeah. Know. Uh, yeah, media, uh, Dungeoneers, let's go with that.
2: Yeah, let's go for that.
1: We love it. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, Dungeoneers. If you want to support us, uh, please check us out on patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs, or go buy some of our merch over at soytrek.com. My name has been Britton.
2: And I am Pat.
1: And you've been listening to the Media Dungeon Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And if you want to jerk off to uh, our voices, you know, just put in some (laughs) headphones and J.O. to this, that's totally fine with us. We give you consent. Yeah, why not? We give you consent. Sure. Bye. Bye.